At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Welcome into the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He is Amal Shaw. This is Season 1, Episode 159. Amal works here, too. We're going to have Josh Towers stop by the studio for the final segment. We missed him last Thursday. We appreciate him coming in. At No Don't Josh, he was tweeting out last night about Otani's performance, Snell Bueller matchup, his thoughts on uh, the Padres firing Larry Rothschild. I'm interested to get into those subjects as well as if he thinks right now the Yankees are the best team in the American. Oh, that's a great question. Uh, do you believe they are? No, 11 in a row. They've gone on the road. They've beaten good teams. Let's see, let's see how they carry out the weekend in Oakland. They take three out of four from the A's. I might be getting closer to that statement. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Good series. They're very A's are in trouble, the Amal. The A's, the A's are in trouble, I think. Why? Because they're not going to be able to win their first-round wild-card game I, and they get bounced in the next well, round? Well, that's true as well. I mean, <laughs> I mean, what, 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 what are they in trouble with? I thought they were securely in a wild-card spot. Now I don't think they're even – I don't think they're like the Padres now. They're going to be watching everybody else play uh, in October. Um some news out of the NFL to start with today. Titans are placing quarterback Ryan Tannehill on the reserve COVID-19 list for source. He will now miss anywhere from 5 to 10 days, depending on his status. At the same time, coupled with the news, according to Bob Kravitz of The Athletic, that Carson Wentz, barring any setback, will start week one versus the Seahawks. Does this change your opinion on who wins the AFC South? Uh, no, I think you still look at the Indianapolis Colts. 
I think when you look at it as a complete football team, they're better. Tennessee defensively is it really has some question marks. I love offensively with Henry and Julio Jones and, of course, A.J. Brown. But if Indianapolis has any kind of passing game, I think they're the far superior team. Now, their running game is not that far below as a collective, uh, the Tennessee Titans. Obviously, Henry, the, the individual talent, is you know the best in the league right now. But Jonathan Taylor's outstanding. We know what this offensive line can do for the Colts. They've got to get some guys, and re- hopefully they stay healthy. They've got a chance. Would you agree that defensively the Colts are clearly the superior team to the Titans? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think I, I think it's amazing the Titans won 11 games last year given how putrid that defense was. Their their pass defense was absolutely awful. I mean, Vrabel does a good job putting guys in position to win. He's another guy that manages the clock well, knows when to use the challenges, and I think through competence you pick up two or three games going against the incompetence on the opposite sideline in the NFL each year. It's a great point you make. It is unbelievable to me, and we saw it last night in baseball with the Padres. For some reason, they didn't bunt in every inning and extra innings against the Dodgers when they couldn't score in the first They tried two. once. Yeah, and, and Grisham, Grisham popped, popped it up, up right yeah, up exactly. right to Turner. <laughs> um, you know, it's those types of decisions you see in the NFL all the time. Teams don't understand clock management. I still remember Urban Meyer screwed up one time at Ohio State. They were playing Tulsa. Uh, they're not calling timeouts. And then Tulsa, for some reason, on third down, decides to throw the ball in a driving rainstorm and gets picked off. But I'm like, these coaches, the decision-making, you see, you know, look, I, I know you're not a big fan of Anthony Lynn, but the decisions he made, that Tampa game, they're up 17 to the break. They decided to run the ball when the Buccaneers have one timeout with less than 40 seconds to go in the half at their own 10-yard line. They fumbled. Tampa scores a touchdown, cuts it from 17 to 10. Difference in the ball game. And these are the things that win or lose you games. The, the margins between the players are so slim in the NFL the coaching matters immensely, and, and to your point on Vrabel, I think he's outstanding. Now, look, I know everyone loves Frank Reich because of the success he had as a um, as an OC in Philadelphia when they won the Super Bowl. But that decision in Buffalo to go for two, um, or, or did he forego the field goal? I can't remember exactly. No, he, what it went, was. he chased the points because right. he missed an extra point, and then he kept going two for, for two. two. I, I thought that was a bad decision, and those are the types of decisions that get you beat in critical situations. Let's take a look at the Week One matchups for all four teams in the. AFC South, and it involves three games because there's an interdivision matchup. The Titans uh, host the Arizona Cardinals in week one. I'm all about a field goal favorite there. Uh, it, it opened two and a half, and now it's up to three. Yeah, I, t- I tell you what, this is going to be a fun game. Oh, this game is in Tennessee, it's right? in Tennessee. I was hoping it was in Arizona to be a little bit more competitive. You know, the one thing I've never been able to figure out in sports is why a team at home, obviously you get the home crowd advantage, but how you quantify why a team at home is just appreciably better than they are on the road. I mean, at the end of the day, you're playing, right? It, it doesn't make a difference. In baseball, I get it. The dynamics of the outfield might be a little bit different, but these other sports, you're at home. I think in the NFL, if if you have a good home crowd, it affects the opposing team when they face third and long because no, everybody gets on their feet. No, I'm not talking about the crowd factor. I'm okay. saying if you take that out of the equation, it, 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 I mean, we know in Seattle the advantage in Kansas City. There's, the some, there's some advantage in the outdoor stadiums to kicking. Like the, sure, Heinz The Field. Pittsburgh home kicker has a bigger – it's really tough to because the, the winds are crosswinds there. Yeah. And and the turf is deep, right? So it's tough to kick there. Um, yeah. Good thing. A good thing for Tennessee here, though. You're going to get this early September game. The Cardinals, who are a dome team, have to deal with that heat and humidity uh, against the Titans on the road. This is the nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's a Mall Shaw. Forty minutes from now, Josh Towers is going to join us in studio, break down some of the Major League Baseball races, some of the pitching matchups we've seen this week, and managerial decisions. We're talking about the AFC South. Titans open two and a half in their Week One game, hosting the Cardinals. That up to three. I, I've circled as probably one of the three best games of week one has been this Seahawks at Colts matchup. I've been very intrigued by it, and I think it's a key game for both teams to start their season. A game that, to me, is a bit of a toss-up, and we'll see how good Seattle really is. 
It is, and they're going to have to go on the road. I think we're going to get a real idea of what uh, Seattle's defense is early on in this matchup. Just to kind of put a bow on the question you asked me about the Arizona game, I think yeah. it's going to be tough for them going on the road against the Tennessee Titans. But to your point, I think this is probably one of the most intriguing matchups in week one. I could not take Seattle on the road here, Mike. You know, the teasers have become so much more popular in betting the NFL. I don't know if there's probably a better teaser play right now. You can take the Seahawks, uh, excuse me, the Colts plus six, uh, and then add it, make it seven and a half. Great opportunity there. But with the two-point conversion and missed extra points nowadays, I'd probably play a little bit more cautiously and take six and a half. The, um, this game now, remember, opened Colts the other way, too, and then switched when we had the Wentz news. If, Wentz, if you know Wentz is playing here, I think that's an excellent play uh, to tease that number through the six and the, through the three and the seven, the two key numbers of them all with a six-point teaser. I, I would agree with you. By the way, I'm looking at the opening weekend schedule. Mm-hmm. Boy, I'll tell you what. If you're from a non-betting perspective, or just games that I would want to watch, there's probably only like four that really intrigue me. Uh, you mentioned this one between Seattle and then the Colts. Browns, Kansas City, obviously the marquee game of the weekend. Green Bay at New Orleans. I want to see the Saints offense more than anything. It didn't matter who the Saints were facing. I wanted to see what Jamison company could do. But then, of course, the uh, Dolphins and Patriots. I think it's going to be an important game in the AFC to see who finishes second. I like uh, I like the Patriots in that spot. I'm I'm not convinced on two, and I think the Patriots are going to be able to run the ball this year. I think they have a very good offensive line. Um, how about the Thursday night opener? You're, I know you're counting the Sunday games, but uh, I, I, Cowboys Bucks should be should be good too. I think that might be a little bit too many points if if Dak's playing. What's the number at right now? Six and a half. I'm, I'm see what's interesting to me is they're getting that right, Jacob. What's the, the the current line on seven and a half? Okay, it's through the that, seven. That makes more sense yeah. because Pittsburgh is getting seven at Buffalo. They're for a playoff team last year. They're going into Buffalo. Are we saying that Dallas is closer to Tampa than Pittsburgh is to Buffalo? I mean, in terms of I know it's only a half a point differential at this point, but still, it doesn't make sense to me. They played that game on a Sunday night, the Steeler Buffalo game. Remember, Buffalo won that game pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Steelers had a. a Roethlisberger had real difficulty uh, in, in that game, moving the ball against the Bills' defense. And then the other matchup in Week 1 in the AFC South, this, this, this puzzles me because I don't think Jacksonville's looked very good, and I don't want to overplay the importance of the preseason games, but for them, you know, it's a new offense, new defensive coordinator, Urban Meyer taking over, new quarterback. They've looked real shaky. The offensive line looks bad. They went 1-15 last year, and they're laying three on the road in Week 1 to the Texans. I mean, this is really an interesting number here. I think is if Watson plays, I think three is too many for Houston at if home. If Watson plays, they should be favored. favored. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, that's the big question mark. I still think I like the three, even if he doesn't play. I don't. I Jacksonville's going to have to prove it to me. I mean, if the Texans are getting three at home, if they, let's just say there's no De, no Deshaun, if they're getting three at home to a one and fifteen team in the first game for the coach and the and the quarterback, I mean, they'll never be favored in any spot this year. They're no, going to be it's exactly. You have to take a look. If that's really the case, either this line's wrong or there's a shot they go 0-17. We've gone through our profiles of the teams, Amal. We didn't hit the Texans because we don't know, and we still don't know really the Deshaun. Right. So it's hard It's hard to make a judgment. But all during that that Aaron Rodgers, is he going to Denver? Is he going somewhere else? Is he coming out west talk? We skipped the Packers because of the uncertainty. We wanted to go and probably put a bow on all of our 32 teams or 31 team season previews and finish off today um, with the Green Bay Packers. Remember, they had the best record in the NFC last year, 13-3. and They had home field advantage, but a, um, a debacle in Lambeau in the championship game, both from a uh, execution and a coaching perspective. Packers um, all are 13-1 to to win the Super Bowl this year, 6-1 to to win the NFC, minus 160 to win their division, the NFC North, minus 280 to make the playoffs, plus 210 to uh, miss the playoffs. 
Well, I, I think if they're not going to win this division, there could be potentially in trouble to make the playoffs. Because do you see any team from this division going 11 and six or 12 and five outside of Green Bay? I don't. I'm not as big a believer in the uh, Vikings as Paul Allen is, but I don't know if the Vikings are as big a believers as Paul Allen is. I have to. I have to be honest. With you. <laughs> it's a great point by you. <laughs> you know. You know. A lot of these play-by-play guys, Wayne Larrabee included, when he tried to tell me that Mike McCarthy was a good coach, I asked him. We had him on air. I said, Do you think Wayne Larrabee's a good coach? I mean, I don't think anyone else is going to be dumb enough to ask him that question because you know what the answer is. But I just want to see if one time if somebody had the guts to go against the grain and say, no, actually, I think he's terrible, which he is. But when you look at this NFC North, I, Minnesota's not that good. What are they going to be, 10-7 and seven if everything breaks properly? I, I think that's close to a ceiling for them, unless Green Bay is awful, and I don't see that happening. 10-7, and, ten and seven, they get through that ceiling. They're going to need a sledgehammer or jackhammer to get through that thing. <laughs> um, look, it's a 9-8 and eight type of thing. I think the Bears are an 8-9 and nine team. Bears defense has some question marks. I did a breakdown today when I was on Follow the Money about how horrific they're, you know, they had four first-teamer and the rest were second-teamers out there these first two weeks. They gave up points on 9 of 12 drives. The average opponent's drive was 51 yards. Maybe if Mitch Trubisky would have been drafted by a different NFC North team and got to play the Bears twice a year, he might have had a career. It's he may exactly, be starting somewhere. Exactly. And by the way, now that stupid question that somebody once tried to ask Bill Belichick, uh, how do you compare Khalil Mack to Lawrence Taylor? Mm-hmm. Can we stop that nonsensical conversation? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I think Green Bay at minus 160 to win the North is probably the better play than make the playoffs because – Again, like I said, I don't think they're going to be able to finish second in this division, and, and they're going to be in real difficulty to make the postseason. Yeah, let's take a look at their uh, schedule. Their conventional win total is 10. Now, this moved around with the Rodgers news. Um, over 10, for them to go 11-6 and six is minus 150, heavy juice. If you think they're 9-7 and seven or worse, you can get plus 120. If you really believe in this team and think that they can go 12-5, and five, over 11 is plus 140, or if you want to fade them, and you think that they'll go 8-9 and nine or worse, you get plus 220 on the alternate under. They open in that game. Uh, another game that's interesting to me, how good are the Saints, right, in the, in the post-Breeze era? They get to go to the Super Bowl, a tough place to play in week number one. Then they come home with a bye against the Lions. Uh, they go to San Francisco. They host the Steelers. They go, they'll be favored there. They'll pr- probably be a small favorite on the road at San Francisco, I would believe, but maybe it's close to a pick They'll be favored at the Bengals. Favored at the Bears, favored at home to the to the football team or whatever they're going to call themselves now. Small favorite on the road at the Cardinals. They'll be a dog at the Chiefs. Favorite at home, close to pick them. They get a really late buy, week thirteen of all. I love the buy. Yeah. <laughs> that that's a beautiful time for the buy. They're at home, then they have another home game against the Bears. But Mike, looking at the schedule, the first seven weeks, they probably should start out five and two, assuming they lose at the 49ers and potentially maybe drop a game again at the Saints or. Um, I think they open. Now, I think they're probably six and two going to the Chiefs week nine. That that sounds about right. right. I, I would agree with you there. Could be seven and one. one could be five and three. But six and two, I would think, would be the mark. That's exactly how I see it. Um, to me, when you look at this team, the Kansas City game, but uh, that's on the road. Uh, they get the Rams, the Seahawks at home, which is great for them. San Francisco's early on. I, I think that benefits them as well. Uh, this team's really in good shape. The home schedule's tough, but the road schedule very manageable. Uh, I, I think you look at Green Bay. I, I think 13 and 4, 12 and 5 is within very much within reach. They're over under win totals 10. Yeah, so you can go over 11 at plus 140, or you you have to lay 50 cents if you want to go over 10. I think both are good bets. Yeah, I do. As well. I, I think over 10 at minus 150, and then over 11 at plus 140. You know, it's funny. I, I'm still trying to understand why the hell the Green Bay Packers chose Jordan Love. Remember the criticism people were saying Aaron Rodgers didn't play particularly well in the previous year. In the previous season, he had 26 touchdowns and four interceptions. 
I don't know what the hell people want from him. There's nobody better in the game at that touchdown interception ratio. Look, he takes care of the ball, and he, he doesn't fumble it. If you have a criticism of Rodgers that he hasn't won some of the big games, particularly NFC Championship games, what is he? I forgot his record in the NFC Championship games, but, you know, they've lost a few at, at home. home. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a little bit was coaching in that game. A little. Uh, Michael yeah. Lombardi said he went back and watched the tape yet again this week and couldn't believe the fact that LaFleur was trying to send five guys into a route when they couldn't protect Rodgers from the rush of four. He says, what good is that five guys when he's laying on his back? You give Rodgers time. I don't know who, whomever you deem, Joe Montana, Tom Brady. I don't know if there's been a more surgical quarterback in the history of the league than Aaron Rodgers. I think I, I would put Marino up there. In yeah, that that's, a, that's about the only one. That's a great one. Danny Marino was unbelievable. You're absolutely right. Uh, all right. So you like the win totals. You like him to win the North. I do. Yeah. I, I, look, this team has not dropped off. I mean, we're sitting there acting like this team is because Rodgers had a little bit of a holdout. This is not a big deal. They're Twenty-six and six, the two years, right? I mean, yeah. they, they didn't. They, they, San Francisco was just fourteen and two and got to host the, the NFC Championship game the year before, right? Right? Because because and they were thirteen and three and got blown out in those two games in California. Yeah, exactly. Outside of that, they were thirteen and one on the year two years ago. It's a very good football team. Yeah. Do you think there's a bigger gap between the Packers and the rest of the NFC North or the Bills and the rest of the AFC East? Great question, and I think the gap between the Packers and the rest of the NFC North because I still think New England, uh, if they get everything going properly, look, at the you can't dismiss Cam Newton, the fact that he's a former league MVP. He may not play at that level. Mac Jones looks like he's going to be a pretty decent quarterback. They've got a solid running game. you got to give Belichick credit for what he's been able to accomplish over that time. So I think you give an edge to... Um, the New England Patriots. Here's the other thing, Mike, why for me, Buffalo is in a little bit closer race. Josh Allen's a terrific quarterback. Uh, let me rephrase that. That's what everybody else tells me he is. I think he's a very good quarterback. I think the most valuable wide receiver in the National Football League, not the best, the most valuable wide receiver plays in Buffalo, Stephon Diggs. I think you could make the argument he was the MVP and, and, or as a new player on a team made the biggest difference. That's what I'm saying. He, yeah. to me, his difference. Look, I, I still love uh, De- DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Des, uh, excuse me, Des, Julio Jones, uh, Devontae Adams. These are all outstanding receivers, Michael Thomas. But Stephon Diggs, I think, is the most valuable to the offense. I don't think Josh Allen has the type of year he had if not for Stephon Diggs. Let's take a look at Aaron Rodgers' uh, individual season props. Passing touchdowns for Rodgers, Amal, over under 35 and a half. You Extra know, game, 17 games. Yeah, but <laughs> the promise for Green Bay, that game may not matter. So that's a game Rodgers may not play in. It's tough to... Um, <laughs> Our producer's making fun of me because I said, Des, he wants me to throw up the X. There you go, buddy, the X factor. Des is no longer an X factor. But if you look at Rodgers, Mike, throughout the last four years, he hasn't gone over 36 and a half touchdowns or 35 and a half. I wish they had a prop on him over. Oh, there, there is one. Okay, passing yards, 45, 50 and a half. Equally juiced, minus 115 over, under. 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 Okay. You said 45, what? 45, 50. And a hook. Yeah. Do you know Aaron Rodgers in his entire career has gone over that number once? How close has he come in other years? Because they get the extra game. Last year, 4,300. Previous yeah. year, 4,000. 4,400 uh, three years ago. Yeah. 4,400 five years ago. Probably a pretty sharp number. I probably wouldn't want to want to go either way on that. Number. Oh, yeah, These guys know all, right? I, I'm not saying that. I'm just all. asking. Everything with you is black and white. All right, here's, hey, the, inter- here's the one I like. Interceptions. How about under eight and a half? Under. Oh, I thought this number would be like five and a half. <laughs> uh, last time Aaron Rodgers threw eight interceptions. Nine. He'd have to throw nine to go over. When's well, the then we 2010. Okay. Oh, and by the well, way. That was only 11 years ago. Yeah, and by the way, Aaron Rodgers twice in his career has thrown uh, more than nine interceptions in a season. That's the right number. That's a bad number. But they're sharp. They're, they're just... sharp. Come on, they're sharp. You just told me that. <laughs> Defend your position. How many? 
All right, let's look at the individual awards. Sharp as a marble. For the Packers. I know you're jumping on Matt LaFleur at 18-1 to for Coach of the Year. Matt LaFleur should be a million to one, and he shouldn't be Coach of the Year. Just based on the performance in the NFC Championship game. Well, he's also got the problem of being 13-3 and three, two consecutive yeah, years. Exactly. How much improvement are they going to have? Yeah, you can't win that. And, he, and you can't get it based on postseason performance. So. That's why this thing is mind-boggling. Pete Carroll's 40-1, and, and, and he's 18-1. to one. What is he going to do? Go 17-0? and 0? And even then, they might, it might be like the Belichick syndrome. It's like Ohio State. They didn't have a coach of the year in the Big Ten in like 40 years. All these guys have done is one every year, but they can't be ever coach of the year. What? No Earl Bruce? <laughs> All right. <laughs> 9-3. Notre Dame wishes they could go 9-3 and every year. I tell you, Luke Fickle should be the American coach of the year. I know, I know people criticized him at Ohio State. I think he's done a great job at Cincinnati. He's done a tremendous job. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Rodgers for MVP. I think this is worth a bet, 10-1. to 1. Yes. I agree with you. I think he's going to have a great season, and especially with the turmoil, I think that'll help him. And I don't think there's that much negativity towards him from the media perspective. I think he really helped himself last year when he was doing the Pat McAfee show. Kind of saw a little bit more of him, put himself out there a little bit. So I don't mind Rodgers at 10-1. to Devontae Adams uh, for Offensive Player of the Year, 16-1. to No. Uh, all right, Defensive Player of the Year, Jair Alexander at 40-1. to I think so. This is a pretty good one. I think you can make the case that Jair Alexander is probably the best cornerback or one of, let me rephrase, one of the three or four best cornerbacks in the league. And if he gets a few picks, now the problem with a guy like Alexander is he's got to get picks on throws that come his way. And you just don't see the number of opportunities you would need to be able to get probably half a dozen picks. That to me would be a magic number of where you'd want to see for a defensive player of the year as, as a DB. Well, I assume then you're not interested in the other two. Adrian Amos and Zadarius Smith, both 50 to one for defensive player of the year. No, I like Amos Zaraway better um, when he played at West Virginia, but no, Adrian Amos, no. I, I When I come, tell me your, so we've looked at this, the Rodgers props, we've looked at the season win totals, we've looked at their odds to win the division. What's your, what bets are you willing to make and what's your favorite bet here for the Packers? Okay, on the props real quick, 10-1 to 1 on Rodgers to win MVP. That, and by the way, I'm surprised I don't have Offensive Player of the Year for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Uh, but the one for me is the Packers over 10 wins, Packers over 9 wins. I like under, oh, excuse me, 11. Sorry. I'm going to lay 150 with under 8.5 interceptions. Oh, yeah, that's another good one. I just yes. think it's a yeah. bad number. I agree. I would make this number maybe 6.5, honestly, with 17 games. I don't, I don't see how you make it 9. You lose with 9. I really firmly believe that Rodgers is not going to play in Week 17 uh, or the 17th game of the season, Week 18. And for me, when you look at that, and you're saying he's got to throw a pick in every other game. Correct. I, I including mean, at home where he never throws any interceptions. Yeah, right? you know where your best chance How many did he have last year? Uh, I believe he had uh, five picks. And were three of them in the game against Tampa Bay, or two of them at least yeah, when they were in Tampa, Tampa Bay, Bay where they picked them and off? And by the way, the two six? previous seasons, four picks and two picks. I, I know he had yeah. some injuries. Uh, he missed a couple of games the previous year, but um, still, to me, uh, it, it's just ridiculous. Or oh, that was three years ago. How about this for a parlay? The Bills to win the AFC East. What was it, minus 180? One, 160 now. Okay, 160. Same price here on the Packers to win the NFC North. Mm -hmm. um, minus 160. Um, I would throw in... Uh, I wouldn't throw anybody else in. I would just, just take make a two-team two parlay? Yeah. yeah. 100, 100 pays you back 164. I'd, I'd bet the Bucks. I'd bet the Bucks to win the NFC South. What's I don't, the line I don't there? See, I don't see. I don't know what they were. Close to $3 maybe. But I'd make it a three-teamer there. I just think that's the way to go with these bets, two or three-teamer, when you have the, when you think they're clearly the better in the division. I don't want to lay it with Kansas City. You know what? $2 for the Bucs is all. I know, flat. I know we're up against it here, but I, I would make an argument that Tampa last year is what kind of Kansas City was the previous year. There's a play here or there. They're not even close to being the Super Bowl champs. You make a valid point. I just think they're better this year. They're actually better. When we come back, we'll look at uh, the White Sox and Blue Jays as they continue their series north of the border. 
365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's a mall shot. We had some terrific pitching matchups in Major League Baseball last night. Bueller Snell was a classic from Petco. Equally as good was the game north of the border where Robbie Ray was dominant once again and Lucas Giolito matched him pitch for pitch. Yeah, very fortunate for me. I got the uh, walk-in run in the uh, bottom of the eighth inning to cover the run line there. But uh, outstanding performance by really both guys. And you mentioned Robbie Ray since May 1st has been tremendous. 17th start. Now, this is the 14th start. He's given up th- uh, two runs or less. How about his last two starts? I mean, 17 innings. He has 25 strikeouts. He's given up two runs, and they've only scored two runs for him. Did he get the win yesterday? Um, you know what? I didn't he, check on that. Did he go eight? I, I couldn't remember where how far he went into the game because I was like, ah, I'm probably going to lose this run line, so I stopped paying attention to the match. I know he went through seven. I'm not sure if he went through eight. Um, no, he doesn't. Miza gets the win. This is just an- unbelievable. 
Uh, but a great pitching matchup again tonight. Rondon comes back off the injured list. He's still got time, maybe five or six starts left to make his case for Cy Young. Teammate Lance Lynn, obviously in the picture, along with Garrett Cole. Ray making a late case, but I don't know if it's enough, especially with his team probably not going to make the playoffs. This game's a straight-up pick on all with a total of 8.5. You like Ryu, who's won 12 games against Rondon. We're not sure how healthy he is. Yeah, that's the big question mark and concern. Um, you know, Ryu just hasn't been the same pitcher this year. He's yeah. been inconsistent. Yeah, he's won bit. 12 games for this, 12 and 6. No, no, I, I listen, some, but the... When but an, losses, ERA, an ERA north of three, where with the Dodgers, he was sub-225 a couple, yeah, twice. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but, you know, this is a game I'm not going to touch. Uh, yeah. So, for me, it's just a little bit of a stay-away spot in this one. Okay, last night we, we we looked at this game as well. Giants at Mets. It wasn't part of the playbook, but we both liked Cueto as a small dog last night in New York. They held on. They won 3-2. Yeah. to two. I mean, the Giants just keep winning baseball games. Another start by Walker that the Mets lose. Um, tonight, again... They are a small dog. And, and I asked this with Wood. I know we don't love Wood, but they're a small dog. So you're getting, you're, you know, you're getting, uh, or a, I'm sorry, a favorite now with Wood, minus 120 here with a total of eight and a half a mall. Would you, go, would you play the Giants for the sweep? Uh, I would. Carrasco has struggled. I, I think it's a good opportunity for this team. I, I like them in this particular spot against the New York Mets. All right. I, I, I want to talk about a game. A team that you know we've made fun of because they were a hot pick to win the AL Central this year. The Royals played good again yesterday. Had a lead late. Stallmont comes in. They tried to get him to get a, a five-out save. It didn't work out, and the Astros end up winning six-five in extra innings. The Royals oh, now break. tennis. The Royals now. <laughs> the Royals traveled uh, to to play Seattle, who's in the thick of this pennant race uh, tonight. Kikuchi, one of my favorites. You say Kikuchi, I say Tomato. Take it on big bad Brad Keller. Would you be interested maybe in a run line here with Seattle at minus one and a half, or would you lay 165 or a pass for you? A little bit of a low total here to me in a Keller game of eight. Yeah, I, in baseball, I never take a team over 150 unless either I'm going to parlay them or take a run line here. So I would have to take Seattle on the run line in this particular matchup against the uh, Royals. Tough loss, as you alluded to last night. I was being facetious. I had nothing to do with tennis. I was just saying, oh, tough. There goes the Royals', the Royals opportunity to win that central division. <laughs> kind of like the opportunity of Wisconsin to win the uh, Big Ten, but uh, let's move on from there. Uh, you know, Brad Keller has had his struggles. I think this is a good opportunity when you look at going up against bad pitchers. You know, I think in years past, Mike, let's say you go back four or five years, you'd have guys like a Brad Keller who come out and give you a strong outing. Look, some of these teams that are just bad are just bad. Some of these pitchers that are bad are just bad. We saw it with Jake Arrieta. There was a reason he got released. Lester was an aberration uh, yesterday. I think it was yesterday when he pitched. But he for, the, for the most part, you're getting what you've seen from these guys for the majority of the season. Now we're into late August. Good opportunities to kind of follow the consistent pattern they've had all year. Were you able to watch uh, any or all of the Angels game last night where Baltimore broke their 19-game losing streak? The better question is, why would I watch that game? Well, I had a seven-teamer. Okay? I put a little seven-teamer together to give me a sweat. It was five first five unders that all won. The Oxygen Thief please sack, according to Francona's son, minus a run and a half. They blow out Texas. And the Angels on the money line. They're up 6-2 to two with Otani on the mound, and they blow the game 10-6. to six. I couldn't get off of it because the other games were still later, and I didn't know if I was going to win those games. But why would I want to get off it? They had lost 19 in a row and were down by four runs. I, I don't just... Otani didn't lose the game, right? They were still up 6-5 going to the eighth, and the Angels gave up a five spot in the bottom of the eighth. Congratulations to the Orioles. They break the losing streak uh, playing again today against the Angels. Aiken has looked, pretty, has looked decent so far. Had his struggles in the third inning. Didn't give up any runs in the third inning against Berea. That game going on right now. 
Yeah, I tell you what, this is a tough one for you. I, I thought for sure when um, I heard on the radio that the Orioles had won, I was shocked because I, I saw the Angels were out in front. I thought it was a comfortable one to get to the finish line. The Angels, like, okay, so Atani gave up two solo home runs in the first. In game, the Orioles were minus 160, up 2 nothing. They immediately tied it in the second, then they went ahead. Eventually, they blew the game. Tough, tough night for Zach Wheeler. No defense behind him for the Phillies. I think he's out of the Cy Young consideration. When we come back, it's the Amal In segment and the Palm Reader Playbook. the perfect time to start planning your football contest strategy and the VEASAN Pro Football Guide is the perfect way to start. Our VEASAN experts have won major football contests all around the valley. Our guide will give you insight on against the spread contest as well as survivor pools to give you a winning edge. Download the VEASAN NFL Guide today for only $19.99 or get VEASAN All Access and everything we offer for the entire football season. It's $20 a month. Just get the All Access. You don't have to piece me all these things together and, and call in and, and bargain with Bill 80 for $2 off this and that. Go directly to vcin.com slash subscribe. This is the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He is a mall shot. I'm going to download uh, the NFL guide tonight. Why? Because we have Professor Aaron Moore going to be on the program tomorrow. I know you're off, uh, but he's going to lead off at, uh, at 11.05 Pacific, 2.05 Eastern time. And we're going to talk about MVP candidates and the dynamics within the media for you to take advantage of that when you make your bet or your pre-flop bets. He was very good in his Heisman talk. I think he's the guy you'd like. You, you, you do some college courses here at UNLV. You speak to students. Uh, he's been teaching at Ryder for, I think, close to 15 years. Yeah, the, uh, you know, sometimes what's the biggest perspective he's taken away in terms of some of the uh, relationships the players have with the media in terms of being favoritism? Historical context to who wins the awards, um, dynamics of teams with candidates, who campaigns for their people more, where the votes come from, regional bias, things like that. The greatest robbery in the history of sports, not the NFL, was in 1995 in the American League when Mo Vaughn, <laughs> when when Mo Three Burritos uh, Vaughn uh, stole the MVP from Albert Bell, who had 50 homers, 50 doubles, first player in history to do that. Yeah, he was not liked, though. That was the thing, right? But, but he was surly a, with the yeah, media. But you know Bell, what the problem is? When, when a guy like Dan Levitard doesn't vote for Ken Griffey Jr. or Derek Jeter, one of those guys in the first ballot for the Hall of Fame, those votes should be automatically stripped. You are taking away from the seriousness of this sport, and it, it's just pathetic to do something like Some that. Some of these baseball writers think they're voting on whether you get into heaven. Uh, they I really mean, do. I mean, they, absolutely. They're casting That's a great fate line. of your soul. That's I mean, they, they come up line. with all these reasons not to vote God, for I people. wish I thought of that. That's a really good point you make there. Uh, playbook today. I have two plays. Uh, Europa qualifier. Uh, Bratislava goes home. They lost 3 nothing in Greece uh, to Olympiacos. I think Olympiacos here, if they get the lead, they're just going to be content. They're going to try to defend. You know, Bratislava's got to have a three-goal margin to force extra time here. I don't see it happening. I think this is a game where you get, you know, maybe one goal in the first half with Olympiacos and they play out the string. Hard for me to see a 2-2 final here. I'll lay the 40 cents on three. Three, a key number here. I'm not necessarily going under two and a half. The first leg was three to nothing. And I'm going to keep riding the Yankees in this winning streak. They just keep winning. They've been getting better pitching. The bullpen's strong. We're going to ask Josh Towers here in about 10 minutes about his former team that he won a World Series ring with. 
Tie on tonight against the A's who find themselves in some trouble. It's a straight pick on my late 110 here, Amal. Yeah, not a bad play with the way the Yankees are rolling. Mm-hmm. Tough team to bet against at this point in time. I didn't have any plays today. The one that I was looking at was the Giants. Went one on one yesterday. Uh, cashed the Blue Jays' run line. Lost on the Phillies' run line. So, decided to stay away. Getting ready for some college football over the weekend. Uh, I am going to play a tennis one right now. It's about to go in five minutes. Rebecca Peterson uh, in Chicago. Uh, plus 120 as an underdog against Martin Kova. Like her here, the Swede, I think, gets the win here as a plus 120 dog. Is there one concentrated tournament in tennis this week leading no. into the Open? Or there's yeah, several three, small Women's side, you got yeah. two. Uh, one in Chicago, one in Cleveland. And then the men's side, you have one in Winston-Salem. And then uh, the draw just came out for the U.S. Open today. Already kind of circled a lot of the matches that I liked. Looking forward to that one on Monday. Uh, you know what? Actually, I didn't give it to you here today. Should have given it to you because I forgot I'm not going to be here tomorrow. But Ash Barty to win the U.S. Open at four to one. I mean, uh, you. How, go ahead. Speaking of that, how's her draw? Any any uh, first matchup? I'll tell you right now. I'm not even sure if Vera Zavana Rave is going to be able to play because uh, she was injured. So if she doesn't go, then they'd put in a qualifier. So uh, I think in that case, uh, we'll see what happens. But remember, at the majors, a lot of these players, even if they're walking out there in a, in a wheelchair, they'll come out and play because the money is so much greater. The first-round payout, Mike, is 75000 If you win the tournament in Cleveland this week, the win is 29000 How is uh, her history at the U.S. Open, Ben Ash Party? Not bad. Uh, solid. Not as good as she's done, obviously, at the French Open and, uh, of course, at Wimbledon. But I think she's got an opportunity when you look at the rest of the field. A lot of question marks there, injuries. A lot of players have just not regained their form that they had previously due to COVID, when, I mean, when COVID impacted. Are you concerned with Ash Barty possibly having to go through hardcore specialists like Krejcikova and Pagula? Not one time. Are you kidding me? We're unloading the clip on those, especially against Krejcikova. She took, she took her to the shed earlier. If there was somebody other, if it's not Ash Barty, who's the next most likely candidate to win the Open? Well, you'd say Naomi Osaka because she's won it uh, before, but the problem is you're not sure if she's going to be mentally uh, fit for it because right now, uh, you know, she's been disengaged, probably too busy counting the $55 million she made last year. So sometimes the motivation becomes a factor. And does she want to become an all-time great? These are the type of tournaments. It's there for the taking. I think her and Barty are clear favorites. From a talent perspective, do you draw much of a difference between Barty in uh, Osaka. I give Osaka the slight edge because the hard courts will play a little bit faster. She has more power, but Barty is so good with her accuracy, just pinpoint. On the men's side of the draw, Joker, a heavy favorite? Uh, Joker. Uh, minus price. Yeah, minus yeah. 140. It's him and Daniel Medvedev. There's only two bets. You really should bet both because Medvedev is at about 5-1, to 6-1, to one. and then on the flip side, uh, you've got Joker at minus 140, so you're going to be covering if if Joker wins or if uh, Medvedev wins. If Rafa was playing, is he a factor in this tournament? Not anymore. No, no. He's strictly clay court. He, and look, his invincibility got dethroned this year in Paris by Novak Djokovic, who's got a chance to have win a single-season Grand Slam. At the end of it, will Djokovic be considered the greatest men's player of all time? Yes, without question. Yeah. Because if he wins this tournament, first of all, he's going to have done something that Roger and Rafa never did, which is win a single-season Grand Slam. And then on top of that, he'll have the most career majors. They're all three tied at 20, so be interesting to see what happens. I want to go back to what we the division price, uh, division winner parlay that we talked about. Our first producer on the nuts, Jacob Roach, uh, put this in to do some calculations for us. Minus 160 on the Packers, NFC North. Minus 160 on the Bills, AFC East. Minus $2 on the Bucks, NFC South. Pays almost 3-1. to one. Yeah, it's exactly. I put in uh, $3 on that one. Yep. Yeah, the $2 is a really good one. Um, real quick, which one of those three teams do you believe has the easiest easiest path to win the division? I don't think that the other teams in the NFC North have as high a ceiling. Like, I, I could see Belichick's team being very good again if Cam's good. 
I could see that now. And now they're they're talking about Mac Jones. What what in this practice of the scrimmage against the Giants yesterday? He completed 19 consecutive passes. I don't know. I think the Patriots probably have the highest ceiling of the any. I just I you know I never trusted Kirk Cousins. So that's what my problem with the Vikings is. I like Zimmer as a coach. They lost a lot of players on the defensive side of the ball. They should be better this year. But I think the most confident, even though I love the Bills, and I think the Bills might be a smidge better than the Packers if uh, Josh Allen plays up to what he did last year, I think the Packers have an easier division to win. I agree with you completely. I think when you look at the quarterbacks in that North division, Kirk Cousins, Dalton or Fields, and then, of course, Jared Goff in Detroit, Aaron Rodgers so far ahead of everyone else that's not even close. And by the way, you mentioned Kirk Cousins. You don't trust him. Kirk Cousins doesn't tra- trust Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I've always... Uh, I- I've always felt that in the big spots, he's going to throw the ball to the other team. You know, when he gets in the red zone, he can move the ball between the 20s with anybody. Yeah, but when he gets in the red zone, you know, he's not going to he's not going to convert pay dirt. We're excited. We didn't have him last Thursday, but we have him in studio next. It's Josh Towers. Three six five. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it? <laughs> 
Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't wait days for your winnings. Cash out instantly with BetRivers' new feature, Rush Pay. Get your cash when you want to have BetRivers Sportsbook, the industry leader with exclusive bets, daily specials, odds boosts, and the most in-play betting options out there. As always, get $250 match bonus, fastest payouts, and only one-time playthrough at BetRivers, your hometown sportsbook. Offer valid in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9 with it. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. Not valid in Iowa. Welcome back into the nuts. I'm flanked by Amol Shaw to my left and on my right. Welcome back to the show. We missed you last Thursday. It's the man, Josh Towers. I forgot why I wasn't here. I, I forgot as well. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you were busy. You're a busy guy. You're, I'm very busy. You're, you're a businessman. You're a, you're a teacher. Of the game, you're a yes. great father. I'm glad great you use that word. I appreciate you. You're teacher of the game. You yes. are the yeah. art of pitching. Let's start there. Is my wife listening? Uh, um, I wish she, she was. She's probably on Twitter. <laughs> I, <wish> she, um, <laughs> I want to start with this question. Do you expect an immediate turnaround from the Padres now that they've got ridden that problem, Larry Rothschild? Um, <laughs> I do not expect an immediate turnaround. Let me let me tell you why I don't. Um, this was a quote from Jace Tingler. He knows deliveries. He knows pitching. He knows analytics, Tingler said. He's been a coordinator. He's been a pitching coach. This is about uh, Ben Fritz, the new pitching coach. You know who else knows deliveries? My wife, who we just talked about. My wife can teach you about a pitching delivery, okay? She also knows analytics as well. But there's a lot of things that she cannot teach you uh, because she's never played the game, and she's never gone through the work, and there's a lot of things that failure, successes. Is, none of this is about mechanics, and none of this is about analytics. It's about... Uh, one, you don't ever want yes, man. Don't, don't protect your job because you're always going to fail. You're never going to do it right. You're never going to trust in what you do. Uh, and you won't be able to be transparent enough to where people are going to follow and believe you. And I think that's missing. I, I, I think that quote, not even a knock on Ben Fritz. Uh, I think that's more of a knock on Tingler. And it shows me how little he doesn't know about the game. Um, their failures... If, if somebody on this pitching staff, if somebody went to him and said, hey, you're flying or you're a little early or you need to separate, that right away he's out because that has nothing to do with any of their failures. And so it lets me know that Jace Tingler is just not where he should be. Somebody had to take the heat for this pitching. Uh, it should have been the manager, not Larry Rothschild. Uh, Fritz, speak your mind, brother. Otherwise, you're going to be short-lived as well. If you, you know, if you look at the body of work here in this season of Rothschild, they've had struggles – They've had injuries on the mound. Not inconsistency from Weathers. He's just been absolutely terrible. So is Paddock. Do you know why, though? But that, that goes back to it, too. When you try to throw a cutter every pitch and you're afraid of your fastball and you pitch backwards, you'll never be successful. That's why Maeda regressed this year. He stopped trusting his fastball. Stop trusting it. But here's my Snell started out very poorly, right? And, and you always said Snell every other year. He's good one year, bad one year. Snell's pitched great the last month. Last so, couple, yeah. yeah. Is, does he Rothschild had, get any credit for that? Dude, he had a game the other day where I've never seen him, not even in the World Series. Like, his finish, you saw the 
the way his body finished, the way like it was the first time I've ever seen the ball actually have life through home plate on a different level of like what just happened because it lets you know again how internal this is and it's not physical. Um, so whatever he did a few starts ago, it's kind of carried over. There's just a, uh, an unconditional commitment to the pitches. And so whatever he did, it could have been with Larry. I don't know where it was. But something changed in Blake Snell, and he has to continue to trust it. Again, not mechanical. I want to go to the New York Yankees, the yeah. former team of yours. This team has been absolutely on fire, playing as well as anyone in baseball right now. What has been the catalyst for this turnaround? Apparently Anthony Rizzo. I mean, Listen, when he's in the lineup, things change. Um, everybody knows Anthony, so it's it's you know it's an easy friendship to make around baseball. But one of the most important things for me was that thing that he said. I think he said it to Rutan Odor. Um, just throw the ball in my direction, and I'll catch it. That's what he said. So basically, go get every play, make every throw, trust your throw. You're taking in the corner, and you got to let it go. If you want to one hop it or sixteen, it doesn't matter. Just throw it. Basically, what he was saying is to stop worrying about the little stuff. Stop worrying about all the details. Just trust your reaction and make, if the throw's down here, throw from down there. Just get it in my general direction and I'll do my part. And he was suggesting that if we all do our jobs, we're going to be just fine. And something as simple as that, I think, woke up the defense that clicked on the offense a little bit. And then the pitching, which was always kind of there is starting to, to shine a little bit more now, but when you're not scoring any runs and you're awful, like everything looks bad, so then you kind of overlook the good aspects. Um, I, I'm not the biggest Rizzo fan. He said something a couple of years ago, and it, it, for me, I was like, well, just go home then. Like, stop playing. But he is a winner, um, and I think that's crazy sounds. I think that comment alone changed everything for the Yankees. You think they're the best team in the American League right now, Josh? Tampa Bay is. I think Tampa Bay is the best team. I think uh, on paper coming into the season, the Yankees were. Um, obviously, this team should have been doing this good all year, but there's a lot of mistakes. And now we're seeing the turnaround of veteran teams and veteran leadership. And I've been there. I've done that. And again, I can't express the importance of knowing your body and what it takes, the backoffs and the add-ons, to be able to play a whole season. Uh, we saw it with Shohei Otani and his start. Was it yesterday? He's out of gas. He's out. You had a great tweet on it. Last week. Yeah, he, I, his velocity dropped tremendously, but his arm was low. He's tired, but he made it this far to the last month of the season doing two things all year, uh, and he's been hurt. He's had surgeries. He's, this, he probably hasn't seen a full season, so he's at his peak. Now they have to really figure out how to back him off so that next year he can extend through September, and then if they decide to get any pitching ever, two years from now, they'll decide how to play in October, and now you have a winning team. I mean, it's a progression with everything we do. So uh, there's a lot that goes into this. But listen, um, Atlanta beat up the teams they should beat. Um, Yankees found what they needed with their veteran presence, and, and you're seeing it with the with the teams that we expected to. I mean, it's easy to write teams off and players off early in the season, uh, and we get so caught up in baseball in the moment, like what somebody's doing right now, and it's not what it's about. This this is. The hardest game because of how long we play and don't get too high in the highs and don't get too low in the lows and we're, we're we're seeing that now josh you mentioned the tampa bay rays i actually think we're going to have a repeat of last year's world series I, of the rays and the dodgers mom right there with you i i think i'm with you with kevin cash the way this team is 
Uh, they're just so difficult. Franco, uh, didn't he just pass uh, Ken Griffey Jr., just tie Grant, Ken Griffey Jr. for consecutive times, reaching base for a player under the age of 21, 25, <laughs> or 26 straight games? He's having fun, man. Uh, he's been unbelievable. The Dodgers, top of that rotation. Walker Bueller, Bueller and obviously you and I are huge fans of Max Scherzer. These yes. guys are going to be a tough combo. And Walker Bueller, to me, Mike and I talked about this earlier, I think he stitched up the National League Cy Young with that performance last night. Um. Yeah, it's such a it's such a tight race, and we have so many guys. But he's flexing with the wins. I mean, when you when thirteen and two is unbelievable, and you had to stay that consistent. And he's done this. The inning count is starting to creep, so it looks like he has a chance to get over two hundred, which is very important. He, him and Wheeler stand above in innings. When you look at the mm-hmm. five six contenders, they're clearly above the three Milwaukee guys. Yeah, uh, you know what I mean. And and and, and Wheeler went eight last night, and Bueller went six and two thirds. Well, so. The reason Wheeler will not win Cy Young is Joe Girardi. Uh, so just go thank him. Because whatever he did to him after the Roy Holiday start day, where he's letting him stay in games in the eighth and ninth inning, and you don't let a starter lose a game in the ninth inning. It yeah. does not happen. You, you you have to try. He did his job. Do you agree with letting Snell go out there for the top of the eighth last night? Uh, I actually didn't see it. Okay. Um, so I, I would have to go back and look. Uh, what? By the way, how bad of a black eye did baseball take last night? How, how much did we just get set back that you have uh, somebody who's really good at their job and somebody who's very young at their job and you balk on purpose twice because you don't want this dude to potentially be stealing the location or the signs? You know how easy it is for me to change my signs? You know how easy it is for me to uh, either set late or set early and then change it as I start? It's so easy for me to offset, but... For the Los Angeles Dodgers to balk on purpose to get the guy to third base in, uh, I think it was a 3-1 game. Right, and then Tatis hits the And then Tatis hits he the He balked, run. and they didn't call it. He dropped the ball in contact with the rubber. They had a debate. So then he steps in and just steps to third in an occupied base to get the ball called. I hope that he is flat-out embarrassed and has a hard time looking any media personnel, his teammates, or anybody in the face. And I'm sure he was asked by probably... His manager, but that's one of the most embarrassing things I've ever seen in my entire year. You Europe, think he did that on his own as a pitcher? I do not. Okay. No chance do I think that. I think that was called from from his coaching staff. Yeah. I, I, wow. So basically, I don't even know the words. It's like uh, we're really that afraid now. Like, like honestly, like the worst possible thing that could have happened is he hits a two run homer, and he clearly didn't need the signs to do it. You know what you did is. If I tell you something like, I can't hit the curveball, I can't hit the curveball, I'm struggling a little bit, well, what are you thinking about when you go to the plate? I keep telling myself, don't swing at the curveball, don't swing at the curveball. All right, well, we're reactionary athletes. We're not, we're not, our body and brain are not processing no, it's processing curveball. So as soon as you see it, what are you going to do? You're going to swing at it. So how we manipulate the brain, our own brain, becomes very important. So I can kind of like... Um, uh, Lynn, DeGrom, I can tell you what's coming because when you know what's coming and then you see it, you're more apt to swing. So I can get you to swing at more pitches off the plate when you know it's coming. Hence, what did you do to Tatis last night? You just reset him. You made it easier. Now, at this point, he was neutral. He wasn't thinking in. He wasn't thinking away. He wasn't thinking off speed. He was thinking zone. If it gets in there, I'm going to swing. And you put him in a great place by, I, again, y'all, one of the most embarrassing things I've ever seen. I thought you meant the black eye was that the Padres had five chances with a runner on second to win a game and never once moved them over or scored a run. And for them not to win that game is why. He ran out of position players in the 11th inning. He doesn't know how to manage. 
it, it's, it's amazing. Josh, thanks for the time again. Thank it's you, always Josh. terrific insight from your perspective. Tomorrow we're going to have Professor Aaron Moore from Ryder come in to join the show at the top and a very special treat in studio for the first time at Circa. To close the show, it'll be Michael Lombardi, Amal. I know you're you're killing yourself that you're going to miss. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> have a great weekend, my Thank friend. You. Stay tuned to VEASAN. Up next, Betting Across America. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.